0: I need a car, I need a car. That day, I didn't really want all the attention, the publicity. I just want to open my restaurant. Well, I guess I did want some attention to the cause, to, look, businesses, this is what we have to do. This is the solution to the problem that we're all facing right now, is just open our stores. You see, if we had all just kept doing the same thing, as society changed, uh, we could have made a lot bigger of a difference, I think, if more businesses had opened up that day. But so many people are just... Floating down the stream like something on, you know, something floating on the top and not digging in and fighting for anything, they're letting the world
1: change around them. Adam Skelly is an entrepreneur and restaurant owner who gained notoriety and not just for his food this time when he refused to close his business against government orders, resulting in his arrest on a national stage. Adam Skelly joins me today on Andrew Says, which is sponsored by Elevate Farms. Elevate Farms is a technology and IP-based indoor farm that produces traditional farm-grown equivalent products at wholesale market price with a global footprint. Go to elevate.farm for more information. Adam Skelly, thanks for joining us in studio today. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks so ha- much for having me on the show, Andrew. We've seen you so much in so many videos all across the country now. I look back to the day when I was at your restaurant when the horse and all the kings, David Menzies really burned into my brain, all the king's horses and all, all the king's, king's men, men yeah, showed up at your restaurant <laughs> and you got arrested. For those of the people who haven't heard you talk about it, what was going through your mind when they were putting the handcuffs on you just for opening your business?
0: Oh, I knew that was going down that day. That morning, Andrew, I uh, I told my wife when I saw online that they changed the locks on the building, I said, "Hun, you are going to be okay by yourself tonight with the kids? I don't think I'm coming home. She's like, oh, all right, fine. I knew what I was getting into. When I stood at that back wall of my restaurant in between the two units, and there was a police on the other side holding a taser up like this and saying, if you walk through here, I'm going to tase you and arrest you. And I went, ah. You know what? I kind of bitched out, and I said, "Put the taser away." He holstered it. I walked through, and I got arrested. I knew what I was getting myself into that day.
1: Now, there's one famous clip I think that made rounds millions of views, probably, where you're in cuffs, you look at the camera, you wake at the camera, and you're saying something.
0: Shame, Shame on these police! Look at, what at you things started now. You're uh, a hero
1: you want to remind people what was going through your head at that moment and what you wanted to tell the people that were viewing like this ridiculous scenario?
0: Oh, I said, I love you guys
1: Yeah, because the support that I felt that day was
0: incredible. There was hundreds of Patriots showed up three days in a row for that rally slash barbecue cookout in Etobicoke. So I was just so honored and blessed to have all those people standing there and support. I didn't know how many people would show up. I didn't organize any of that in advance. I posted one Instagram on the Monday night, a post saying, I'm opening up tomorrow. And I just said, okay, now we're going to see how this plays out. So I was just honestly just blessed to have that much support through the whole thing. So many like-minded people to be surrounded with.
1: It's it's just incredible. It uh, It was one of the best days of my life. Now, when I was interviewing people there that day, there was a lot of people from the former Soviet Union, former Yugoslavia, saying that this is how it all starts. Um, this is what governments start to do when they don't want independent business owners to be able to flourish and they want everything to be controlled by the government. What type of predictions could you have made, or could you have made any? Did you see where this was going where almost a year and a half later, could you have predicted what has happened up till now? Because still, as we record this, there's still not restaurant indoor dining available.
0: Yeah, I knew that this was all coming probably before it even landed here in Ontario. I think it was... January and February of 2020, I was tuned in to some information from some friends and outside media sources that were sharing some counter narrative and this was all the talk right at the beginning of COVID. The vaccines, the certificate of vaccination and then the next thing a lot of people talk about is some kind of technology that will be injected or paired with us to hold that vaccination record and that this uh, pandemic will be the thing to usher that in. So we haven't seen that play out quite yet. We also had the leaked Liberal Insider email. Who knows it's got no good source. Who knows where it came from, but it laid out the roadmap of everything to come. And I never took that as like prophecy or that I knew it was going to happen, but it was very interesting watching everything play out and step by step, everything on that list was coming to fruition. So, you know, I knew back in November that this wasn't going to be the end of this. It didn't look like there was going to be any change happening until the people stood up and said, Enough. The government's trampling all over our rights. And until we say, You know what? Enough. I'm going to assert my rights and then fight for them in the courts or through which Whichever way that each of us can do as an individual, I don't think there's going to be any change.
1: Now, since you're the guy who stood up and made a whole pu- this public spectacle, came sort of around you. What made you want to be? Did you want to be that guy? What made you want to <laughs> speak out and just open your doors? It seems like such a simple thing. All you did was open your restaurant door so you could feed people, pay your employees, and feed your family. Did it seem that crazy at the time? Uh, what made made you want to do it? Well, I'm, I don't like the limelight, man. I get nervous coming in
0: here. Like, I don't like doing this stuff. I feel like I have to. It's in my heart. So that day, I didn't really want all the attention, the publicity. I just want to open my restaurant. Well, I guess I did want some attention to the cause to, look, businesses, this is what we have to do. This is the solution to the problem that we're all facing right now is just open our stores you see if we had all just kept doing the same thing as society changed uh, we could have made a lot bigger of a difference i think if more businesses had opened up that day but so many people are just floating down the stream like something on you know something floating on the top and not digging in and fighting for anything they're letting the world change around them with no real evidence or justification Mm -hmm. for it besides Oh, this is what the Collective thinks, and we all know the Collective is massively influenced by the media. So basically, whatever the media puts out is what everybody's going to think. And I tried to, you know, just put my foot down, stake my claim right there, and say, you know, enough, we got to try something different.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Now, you talk about the other businesses. There's been attempts at having businesses open en masse all across the country. They haven't worked. There's been multiple times I was the first person to criticize both the people who tried to set it up and the people for not opening. Why do you think so many restaurants? restaurant will not just open. I mean, to, to try to put it more as an emotional thing, I guess, I don't understand, and this is something that you didn't do, I don't understand how you can just accept being closed for this long when your life probably depends on it, your income depends on it. Why would other, pe- why have people not opened up by now? Well, number one, people are pussies. <laughs> Can I say that?
0: Sure you can. Look, I, I met with, and I'm calling them out right now, I met with five guys who all owned restaurants a couple weeks before I reopened mine. We we're like, we're doing it together. We're all going to stand up on this day. This was back before the second wave, like in October. Second wave.
1: You want to name and, any names?
0: <laughs> no, I'll, I'll leave I it tried. at that, but if you guys are watching, everyone. you know, wait, which camera do I look at? Right you, there. You know who you are, the five of you who met in my restaurant. I'm not going to name you, you guys are <laughs> pussies. And they all... Uh, (laughs) Oh, and there's one guy who's like a controversial restaurant guy, too, and he wouldn't even get involved. But anyway, I won't name any names. We all talked about it. Uh, We said that we were going to open when uh, that particular region went back into the red zone, and then none of them did. So I said, you know what? I'll do it on my own. Because it's not about whether everybody does it. It's about me as a person and each person as an individual, you know, speaking their truth and living their convictions and not living a lie. There's also a thing that makes it really easy for everybody to to comply with this is the government. So they pay 75% of your wages if you've taken a big sales cut, right? So some people think, well, I don't want to risk that. Mm -hmm. All this attention I'm going to get, and the fines, and all of this, and oh, my wife would be really mad at me if I did it. They've got the checks rolling in. I still got them going in. That's how my business is still operating. I think that's the majority of restaurants, unless you're doing pizza, that's a good business. Mm -hmm. The pizza guys are still making money. But a lot of restaurants are taking the 75% of the wages, 75% of the rent is paid, you can basically do no business and still keep your paycheck. So there's some good incentive provided by the government to not speak up. But that's why we're a trillion dollars in debt this year. I think they said, what, now $690 billion has been spent on the pandemic. So you're contributing to your own demise. You're contributing to the demise of the whole country by complying and taking that money. What do you think is going to happen when you print a trillion dollars? Like, what's going to happen to our currency? How long is it going to take? I don't know, six months, a year, two years? But it's not looking good.
1: Now, when you mentioned the replacement for the wages, when that government money stops coming in and if you're not doing anything, the clientele isn't there because I'm sure you've heard this criticism. Why can't you just do takeout, Adam? Why can't you just have people? If people would just do takeout, then they would. I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure if people like a pizza business, if you could do 95% of your business from takeout, why wouldn't you? You don't have to hire a hostess. You don't have to hire servers, less cooks, less people to work altogether. Now, if your, your business is gonna go under without the government money, what do you th- what's gonna happen to these people when the government money dries up? Are they not just gonna close anyways? Well, some people think we'll get back to normal.
0: What is normal gonna look like? when little children have been covering up their faces for the last year and a half, conditioned to believe that somebody else's breath may get them sick. What's gonna happen, what's the normal gonna be like when the sick 50, 60, 70-year-old customers who've really believed that this thing is gonna get them, you think they're gonna come back en masse to your restaurant? You think the government's gonna say, we're opening tomorrow, and the collective is gonna say, okay, we feel just fine. No, they've been burdened by fear for the last year and a half. They've been living in that place where they're scared of everybody and everything, sanitizing their hands everywhere they go, you can't touch this, elbow bumps. You think we're going to get back to normal? People's minds have been just raked over the coals through this. So I don't know, maybe they think, you know, there's some reality where this is all going to go back to normal, the government's going to flip a switch, and it's going to be like 2019 again, but I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Have you had any thoughts or discussed with your family about just, you know, shutting up shop, shutting down shop? Taking any money you've made um, and moving somewhere else or doing something else?
0: Yeah, actually, I've I've already decided that. I've moved out to Alberta. I bought a farm out there. You know, at the beginning of this, I had 60 employees. Now I have about six. Uh, This hasn't been... The pandemic wasn't good for business, and neither was this move that I pulled. But Mm -hmm. I knew that going into it. Like, that wasn't the majority um, of people thought that was a good idea. At the time, I knew that. So I got a farm. I'm going to have some cattle and pigs and chicken. So instead of 60 liberal employees who are complaining <laughs> about what I say on Twitter, I'm going to have 60 cows who are like, thank you, Adam, so much for <laughs> breakfast
1: today. Now so I'm i been really looking he- forward to that. I haven't heard about that. Your employees were complaining about you? In what sense?
0: Oh, uh, well, in April 2020, I used some I guess, socially inappropriate language describing some people who still believed in this nonsense, Uh, and they were really upset with me. And then when I reopened the restaurant, really upset with me. Oh, some of them thought I was really putting people's lives at risk, and their own reputations at risk. Like, somehow, my political views were now rubbed off of them in the general public. So people would be like, "You work at Adamson Barbecue? Ooh, that's not good." Was it the whole words or violence type of thing? Yeah, pretty that? much. But I always said, "Hey, what? You can just go get a job at whatever other restaurant is hiring. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't be too hard for you, right? right? It shouldn't be yeah. too hard
1: at this point in time." <laughs> now. Millions upon millions of views across the world social media following and everything Has there been anyone who's reached out to you that really surprised you any big names? We might want to brag about or just anybody who you didn't expect to come out and support you
0: Yeah Brett Wilson from the Dragon's Den really he reached out and he said it was back in November right after I opened the restaurant he said "Uh, Thank you so much for everything you do for small business or something something like that. I'm uh or I love the stand that you took. And then I didn't answer because my messages were inundated and I didn't notice until months later, when I, at that time I was banned from social media, and I saw the message I went, whoa, is this like some super rich Dragon's Den TV star who's on side with this, who understands what's going on? That's awesome. I got one of my employees to write him a message here. Talk to Adam here. He sends me an email, I'm coming to Toronto, let's go for lunch. I'm like, wow, this is incredible. I'm gonna expand my business maybe. Like I got an Mm. opportunity to pitch this guy and he loves what I'm doing. I get on the phone with him and he tells me, oh, you know, a guy comes into my gym claiming medical mask exemption. I'm like, get out of here. We don't want your type around here. And I'm like, really, you ban people who have a medical exemption? Like you're discriminating against people with medical issues? Like, I have one of those. I, I don't wear a mask where I go around because I have a medical mask exemption. And then the guy's talking about, these people are whiners, these people are babies. And then now on his social media, like this Dragon's Den dude, lots of money. He's like giving putting out a thing. Oh, I'll give you 50 bucks and a bottle of wine and a, or I'll start a raffle. If you get vaccinated, comment here. And he's like a super big vaccine shill. Mm-hmm. So because I don't care about the money really, like maybe we would have opened some businesses together and that'd be cool, but I couldn't work with a guy like that who's just shilling for pharma companies. So, calling him out here, you know, the guy s- sucking and blowing at the same time, speaking out of both sides of his mouth, like, oh, I really commend you for what you did for small businesses, and then going around telling everybody, get this experimental gene therapy because they only way out of this. Like, man,
1: what a coward. Something I've noticed more through like, all this We're like Dudley the dragon. <laughs> Even, you wrote that one, I think. stole yeah. that from me. Um, <laughs> I read all my Doug Lee the Dragon jokes in advance. Nice. Now, <laughs> something I've noticed about everything that's happened here over the last 18 months is the people who become popular, like yourself, like the Chris guys, I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting, that have just launched, and even if they weren't taken off social media like you were for a while and like Chris Guy has been, their star power would be even bigger. Have you noticed a swing in a lot of people and what they're willing to listen to and who they're willing to hold up as, you know, like a celebrity, has it kind of leveled the playing field where it's like, like you mentioned, if, if you're just shilling for something, if you're just, and for those who may not know what that means, that means you're going at, like, out of your way to promote something just for the money, you don't really believe in it. Does this level the playing field be, for, for media outlets and celebrities where people would normally listen to them? Even doctors and nurses, people aren't trusting anything anymore. Have you noticed that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it pretty much anybody who sticks their neck out, well, I, I guess I should actually start here. Like, I, I went to the rallies, and I tried to talk to some of these guys. Like, I talked to Chris. I talked to Vlad, hugs over Mass. And these guys are kind of like, yeah, 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 whatever, because everybody approaches them. And it's like... To be associated with these people, you have to stick your neck out and do something courageous. And as soon as I did, I was just welcomed in with open arms by all these people. And it's not that they were trying to co-op on what I was doing. They were like, yes, there it is. It's not me. It's not the barbecue restaurant. It's courage. When they see that and recognize it, and you elevate yourself to that level, then you're, you're in that playing field. And it doesn't matter who you are. It could be a guy like Chris Guy, who's, I don't really know what his background is, but he's gained a lot of notoriety in this because of simple things, just say no, showing people how to assert their rights. Like, that's so invaluable what he's done, showing people, hey, here's how you walk in a store and claim medical exemption. Here's how you get on an airplane. You gotta get the medical note. And he's just showing people, that's it going about his life just like he was before. And he does some speaking and media engagements and stuff like that, but really all he's done is live his life as normal and show everybody, here's how you can continue to do it. Because that's how you fight this. You just live like you were back in 2019. So whether it's- So long ago. (laughs) <laughs> it feels like yeah. it. Right? It feels like it's been an eternity of this new normal. So, same thing the pastors, the business owners, uh, my friend Vlad hugs over Mass. All, all these people have done it and said, I, I got to do something. I got to take a stand here. So, you don't have to be some type of spectacular person. You don't need to have three restaurants or be the pastor of a church. Anybody can get involved with this at your level. Like, what does that mean to you in your life? Is that you at your work, speaking your truth, talking to people, informing them, talking to management? starting a class action lawsuit, writing letters into the management. No, we're not all going to just, you know, uh, roll over and take this experimental gene therapy. Um, Everybody has a role that they can play in this. It's just finding out what that is, and instead of, you know, looking at everybody else for the answers, it's like, what can I personally
1: do? I agree. It's up to regular people and regular citizens to, you know, make a stand. When it's gone this long, I ask people who who are saying, oh, it's because of people like you who are perpetuating this. I say... How long is it going to take for you to speak out? People who sit, who are afraid to speak out because of their jobs or whatever, how long, 10 years, 5 years, until it becomes too not taboo enough to speak out about it? I don't know, I get a little bit frustrated, I'm sure you do, with some of those people. Yeah. I want to get to maybe some more fun stuff, because it has somehow splashed onto me, um, because, as you're aware, Rebel News had an Adamson Barbecue T-shirt. Mm-hmm. and. People would be saying all these conspiracies about Adam Skelly. Adam Skelly is a psyop. Adam yeah. Skelly's Illuminati. Yeah, I and <clears throat> I was talking to a person one day, or I wasn't even talking to them. I had spoken to a person who's told me these things, and I was like, I don't think you realize, what, like, it's not that complicated. <laughs> but then it somehow splashed onto me when the same person started posting things that the, Adamson, the Adam Skelly barbecue T-shirt is specifically uses specific letters that relates to numerology because these Demetria. numbers these numbers add up and they mean this and I was like I was in the room when when the t shirt was thought about <laughs> there wasn't any Satanism going on. What, do you what was all that? Those devil statues. Um, that listen, we're remodeling. Um, <laughs> no, now people are gonna clip that. You realize, and, and <laughs> say, Shit. "What do you? Do you say anything to these people? Are there some h- more hilarious ones that you've heard?"
0: Oh yeah, like uh, constantly. Like at least a couple times a week, I get a new, uh, message or something that's like someone all smugly high and mighty calling me some type of controlled opposition like mm-hmm. oh how was the masonic temple last night mm-hmm. it's, it's so funny there's one website where someone put actually a lot of effort and care into this and they said uh well he's 33 years old so and that's i, th- I think i don't know much about the masons but i think there's 33 levels that are exposed so because i'm 33 i must be also by nature a 33 degree Freemason, and then it was, well one day I was wearing a red checkered shirt, and the next day I was wearing a blue checkered shirt. Mm. So that's showing the polarity, and then the checkers are like the mason tiles on the floor. A lot of
1: Canadians are guilty of this then, if they're wearing multiple checkered shirts. (laughs) No, and it's like maybe you should come to my house
0: because actually the simplest answer is I only have three (laughs) shirts. And like, the one I'm wearing
1: today is dirty from yesterday. (laughs) I'm more of a Scientology guy. You guys can say I'm OT3 in Scientology. That's some, it's crazy stuff, and even, from the day you were arrested, people said the wink at, and the smile you gave to the camera, when you said "I love you," was a was a message as well to the Illuminati and that stuff. Oh, I was saying
0: I love you to my to my reptilian handlers or that's, something like that. That's fun. That, that's that's what we're going for here, I think. <laughs> yeah, now, can I get a little dark for a minute? How S- dark? Sometimes I wonder. Maybe do those people have the right idea? Because who are we trying to save here it feels like there's lots of people who are on side with us but the rallies it's all the same people it's all the same faces for you know for a year and a half other people aren't getting involved a lot of people seem pretty brainwashed maybe like they don't have the cognitive ability to
1: really see what's going on here Maybe is that the right side to be on? This is you're just taking <laughs> you're just taking liberties now and people are gonna make clips and be like, see, I told you <laughs> he's giving you the hidden messages. Now normally we'd have extra exclusive segments behind the paywall for you, but this time we're brought to you by elevate.farm. They're a really cool vertical farming agriculture company that's sponsoring this episode so that you can watch it for free. Can
0: I throw something in there? Sure. Rebel's been the only outlet that's covered my story, like consistently, even a lot of the independent people, oh they don't show up, oh I'm busy I'm working today, something like that. Whenever I send a message to Ezra or uh, to David Menzies they show up and they just cover, oh guys I I have something that is important to get out they show up, they film, they're consistent they don't get any government funding as I made a joke about when I showed up to the office today because I'm not going (laughs) up to the 50th floor of CBC and they take a billion dollars a year so you know what, I'm going to go home and I'm going to sign up for, for Rebel because I really appreciate what you guys do for everything in this movement, you're the only people
1: covering it fairly. You heard it here first, everybody, and go to Adamson Barbecue's website and call them for The meat, like, we could've pretended that the meat was good just for, you know, to save face, but the meat is really just the best meat I've ever had in my life, and I'm not, and I say that about so, one time, like 10 years ago, I had some great lobster ravioli that I'll never forget. I'll never forget the first time I ate, and uh, it sounds so silly, but it's that good of meat. (laughs) rebelnewsplus.com, and I will send you free meat. No, I won't, just go. All right, we're behind the paywall now. Adam, I wanna talk to you about your charter challenge. Everybody wants to hear updates about it. They wanna hear about what the battle is ha- how the battle is going right now. Can you give us a quick update about that? And then I want to touch on what you think is going to happen with the rest of the o- reopenings that we're supposed to be doing. Sure. So
0: this constitutional challenge is now like seven months in the works. I've gone through five or six different lawyers before landing with this new team. I've got uh, Michael Swinwood and his partner, uh, Liza Swale, from Elders Without Borders. I've got Pradeep Chand from Chan and Snyder. And then I've got above all, Chris Weisdorf. He is my friend and advisor on this legal challenge, and he's helped quarterback this whole thing. He's helped us get in touch with six experts. We have the province absolutely surrounded on this challenge. So the JCCF and some other firms have run some smaller, less broad legal challenges across the country. And they always get pinned on some piece of evidence so they'll go in and say they'll bring in an expert and they'll say the pcr test is a fraud but then the crown will bring an expert who says "Uh, aha but the variants of concern are super duper deadly and then they lose because the judge says well do you have a reply to this and they say no we don't we don't have an expert to talk about this well this uh lockdown measure has been deemed demonstrably justified so chris has been paying attention to all of these challenges as they unfold around the country and the world and we have got them pegged we're talking about pcr asymptomatic transmission, variants of concern, the lack of cost-benefit analysis that's been provided by the government, how asymptomatic transmission doesn't actually occur. Like They're so surrounded with evidence that what they've had to resort to is talking about procedural bullshit. So one of their main arguments is my affidavit should be thrown out because I wouldn't answer any questions at my cross-examination. So that gives them some rule according to rule 69.420 or whatever it is uh, that you have to answer these questions. They called me for my cross-examination and didn't answer, didn't ask me a single question on my affidavit. They're asking me, well, how much profit do you make on your hoodies on your online store, Adam? Oh, here's an Instagram post of you. What do you think about what you said? <laughs> you don't think COVID's real? I'm saying these lockdown measures are not demonstrably justified, and here's six experts to back that up, and they're saying, how much profit do you make off a T-shirt? It's bullshit. They have no leg to stand on. They're absolutely surrounded. And this challenge, the hearing is on Monday and Tuesday, the 28th and 29th. I have the link to the Zoom call on my Instagram page. It's like the link in bio, you can catch it there. Or I'm sure a lot of other people will be hosting this information. We gotta get as many people as we can watching this challenge because the judge and the whole system needs to know that we're watching. They can't just call one expert to R6 and then Rule on some procedural issue when hundreds of thousands or millions of people are watching this because we we demand justice We demand that these
1: lockdowns end immediately and the more people that are tuned into that and watching the better Now if I'm playing devil's advocate and I want to say Adam Skelly isn't gonna win this I would probably go down the route of the government's gonna push this along until they're reopened and they're gonna drop it and then what happens then? Is that scenario possible? If we just op- say Doug Ford says, we're opening up two weeks ahead of time, because we've already hit the markers with Doug Ford um, that he set forth, so fun stuff there. But if somebody says that and then the government opens up and they're just like, oh, we don't need to be involved in this at all, you you win, and that way they save face, is that a possibility where the government, you know, sneaks out the back door like that without admitting fault? I don't think they can do that. They've um, push this Reopening Ontario
0: Act all the way until the end of the mm-hmm. year, and that's what we're fighting. It's, dur- it's a direct attack against the evidence supporting the Reopening Ontario Act and its validity or justification. So they can't do that. The hearing's in a couple days. Uh, this judge, Justice Akbar Ali, funny story, actually. We, this um, challenge has been filed in response to a court order that they gave to me. So after I got out of jail, they wanted another way to ensure I wouldn't open any of my restaurants again. So they issued a court order and it was a judge named Justice Kimmel, and she wrote that order. We said, this is actually a positive, because we can file the constitutional challenge in response to this court order, giving us an in into the courts. Because there's some other famous constitutional lawyers around the country who have filed constitutional challenges, but they haven't had any of their cases heard yet. We have an in, so they have to hear it. So where am I going with this? Basically, they have to hear it. Um, we, we got great scheduling because of this, because I already had a court order, and they have to hear it, they can, or else I don't even think they can
1: drop the whole thing, because the hearing's in, what, four days, something mm-hmm. like that? Yeah, it's going through. Now, last question, I think. I don't know how much of a political guy you were before all of this, but have how much faith do you think the average person, or the average business person such as yourself, has left in the system, has left in... You know our elected officials to me i'll go ahead right away and say i don't trust 99 percent of them even the ones that i thought i could trust they they stood back and they said hey if the liberals want to do this and they want to ruin people's lives then let them we'll look better and then it got to a point where not saying anything became something that was you can criticize them for in my eyes do you want to mention any names that, because people will listen to you, do you want to mention any names of any politicians you like? Have you lost faith in all the parties, is is another question I want to ask you.
0: Well, yeah, I could never vote for the, you know, the Liberals, the Conservative Party, the NDP. They're all in bed together. The block seems to be in this big voting, like, the bloc acquired, mm-hmm. in the same voting block. You know, they're going to pass this Bill C-10, there's hardly any opposition. There's it seems like they're all running on the exact same platform. you got mm-hmm. the leader of the Conservative Party talking about, like, oh, happy trans Transgender Day and stuff Stop like that. Stop being
1: biphobic, okay? That's um, what, Aaron O'Toole doesn't want you guys to be biphobic. Um, what values are they conserving as the <laughs> Conservatives? Uh, Michelle Rempel wants you to, you know, realize your whiteness, Adam. So, yeah, I'm right That's there w- <sighs> I'm right there with you. I don't have much faith left in, like, it's not even a uniparty like it is in the U.S. It's a quadra party. Green party please save us go back to being the green party of like the 90s where you're just like the environment (laughs) But now it's basically the NDP. What about the what about the PPC? Maxime Bernier. He's Uh, taking a
0: stand. He's the only guy vocally
1: anti-lock. I wish Maxime Bernier had a seat. It would give him more power My advice for people and this is the first time I'm saying this for for an upcoming election would be don't vote for any of the major parties don't vote for NDP CPC Liberal uh, Green Party Block. I mean, French people, I'm French, they're going to vote for the block anyways, it's just their protest, but don't vote for any of those major parties, vote off the board, vote a Christian party if you want, vote anything other than these parties, because they're never going to hear these messages, and I know the whole country isn't going to vote off the board, but if enough people take a huge chunk out of them, where they have to start to worry, and they need to start listening to people, that would be my advice, is, is to put the fear in them that they're not going to get these guaranteed votes that they usually get. Yep. is there anything else you want to say to the people before we let you go uh, just please if you can tune into
0: that constitutional challenge uh, that's June 28th and 29th starting at 10 a.m. Uh, on my Instagram page at Adamson barbecue we have one post made up for each of those six experts so maybe you're on the fence about sharing the stuff you don't want to upset grandma or your or your <laughs> auntie who thinks that you kill grandpa kill elderly people in long-term care centers by breathing. Uh, so I've got these experts uh, made into each of their own posts. So if you can share those, you're supported by science. Like not the science with the dollar sign for the S, yes, but the actual science by the brave and courageous doctors who are speaking up at no cost, risking losing their licenses to support this challenge. So let's get the word out about it. Let's get millions and millions of eyes watching this case, understanding the science behind it, knowing that it all stems from this bogus PCR test with the cycle thresholds above, what they say 30 I think anything above that, it's gonna be totally bogus. The fact that asymptomatic transmission is a total lie, and yet we're all walking around perpetuating this thing by wearing our muzzles every day. So um, yeah, live like you were in 2019, support this challenge, tell your friends, thank you.
1: Double mask, goggles, gloves. That's Face what shield. I'm all about. Face Shield, I almost forgot about that one. Adam Skelly, go to the Adamson Barbecue website, order some delicious food. Go to Rebel you're already on Rebel News plus. Go to the Rebel News store. Yeah. Thanks for watching you guys. It was a great time to have you here. Pleasure. Uh, we should've elbow bumped. Damn it. Oh. You know. Alright. Thanks for watching again, guys. Go to the store. Go to his website. Share his stuff. Um, even if you don't agree, just watch the things that he's doing. You can take sides. You can learn about what the government's saying, what the other people are saying. Just, that's, I think that's what all most people want people to do is to pay attention and, and look at the actual science. Look at the actual data that comes out. Nobody's asking you to, you know, run for office. We're just asking, I'm just asking you to pay attention and make informed decisions. We'll catch you next time. Great to have you again, Adam. Thanks. Thanks for watching another episode of Andrew Says. If you want exclusive content, go to rebelnewsplus.com where we talk about topics we're not allowed to show you on social media. Danger.